you know, but I like me and I like being me. And I, my strong advice would be to you, how about you be you and see if you don't like it? Amen. God made you. You're you. Your past is your past. You are who you are. And uh, yeah, but I don't like me. Well, I tell you what, you just might. You and Jesus might just do fine. You hear me? And God loves you today. Let's go to the Word. Christmas time. I'm in a series called Body Language. And I'm going to segue today from that series a little bit in today, and we'll slide right into Christmas, okay? But one of the greatest communicators, body language and every other language, every other way of communicating, was John the Baptist. And John, you know, the Christmas story is, starts in Luke 2, there was a Luke 1, you know, and Luke 1 talks about this man who was born, who was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And could he ever talk? Wow. One thing about him, you might not like John the Baptist, but when you, when you heard him, you knew what he said. You didn't leave with any doubts. Did you pick up the line in the song? Behold the what? Lamb of God that does what? Takes away the sin of the world. Guess who said that? See what I'm saying? Yeah. What he says stuck. And let's talk about him today with this idea of body language. And maybe as we study the Bible this morning, and it is, I'm going to do a lot of scripture reading, and you know, it, it's so good, I don't have to preach it. We're just going to talk and read it. There it'll be. But hopefully we're going to glean some things that I can pull out for us. So the great communicator, his name was who? John the Baptist. Are y'all alive today? You're awake or not? Say. Good music didn't put you to sleep, did it? Good music should keep you awake. That's the plan here. Amen? Come on. Come on. Here we go. I told him in a parade today, if you come and I put you to sleep, I know you're doing drugs. So that's what we think when we look around at you and you say, yes, hey, that guy's on drugs. There you go. Check yourself now. That's right. Here we go. John should have never been born. That's the first thing. John should have never been born. Our U.S. Supreme Court this week has been looking at a case about 15 weeks and when viability starts. You know, when abortion was made legal in this country in 1973, people believed and they led people to believe that that's just a mass inside of a woman. It's just a blob of tissue. Well, it's funny. A, that's a bold-faced lie. And scientists today with COVID will say, Believe the science, the science! But you'll lie to our face about a child. That's a life with a different DNA than the mother has. And you have to be as dumb as a box of rocks to not look at an ultrasound and see, Well, it looks just like a baby. Because it is a baby. And if you'd have read your Bible, and this story that we're going to read, ain't a story, it's a truth. You'd have found out, well, my goodness, life begins before a child comes out of the woman. It's a living human being while in the protection of the womb. And so that case is being debated today. And if I offended you for what I just said, well, great. At least you heard the truth. And somebody's not lying to you up here, okay? So, yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. Come on, church. The church needs to do right. Come on. Amen. But we've been dumbed down. We've been dumbed down. We've been dumbed down. But guess what? This so-called science has done caught up with us. 
ultrasounds back in the 70s looked like, you could still see it's a baby, but it was like you had to look real good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, there it was. I think I see a hand. I think, yeah, you know. Well, right now, you could be a blind man and see the ultrasounds. And so that's what this case is about. When does viability begin and when does life, you know? And so they're debating, and we know it begins at conception. But the idea of this case is if we could get it stopped at at least 15 weeks, you'd save a lot of children's lives. And maybe it's the first leg in the battle. And I understand where they're coming from. But anyway, you might say, why, am I, why are you talking like this, Clark? Today is Christmas. It is about Christmas. Did you know Christmas is about babies and babies being born? And it was Jesus, of course, but there was one named John. So I think it's appropriate. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. John the Baptist shouldn't have been born. You'll see why. It's a, mirac- it's a miraculous story. This story's incredible. If you don't know it, you're going to love this. Trust me, you're going to love this right now. During the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah. He was of the course of Abia. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was who? Elizabeth. So we got this couple, Zacharias and Elizabeth. This ain't Mary and Joseph. This is Zachariah and Elizabeth. They were both what? Righteous before God. So he was a priest, but he was not a hypocrite. He was, he was a good man. He had a good heart. She was a good woman. They were both righteous before God. They walked in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. Important word. What's that word? Blameless. It doesn't mean perfect, but it means, you know what? They really tried really hard. And there was sin in their life and they confessed it. We're all sinners, but they, they wanted to do the right thing. But they had no child because Elizabeth was what? She was barren, so John should have never been born. This is a woman who couldn't have kids. But there was another problem. They were both what? Well stricken in years. I'm going to give you a clue. If anybody walks up to you on the street and says, you know what? You're well stricken in years. It means you as old as dirt, okay? You're an old person. And that's what, that's what uh, Elizabeth and they were old. She had been barren this whole time. And they're way past time having any children. I mean, so John really should have never been born. This is crazy. Crazy story. So anyway, we just sort of review a lot of these things. There you go. We all said that. There you go. You can see that I said it. If you're online, go back and check it out. So, Zechariah was doing his job. What do I mean? He was a priest and he was doing his thing. It came to pass that while he executed the priest office, he's doing his job, before God, in the order of his course, it was his turn to basically take care of the incense and offering in the temple, etc. So, according to the custom of the priest office, it was his lot, his turn, to burn incense when he went where? Into the what? Into the temple. Are y'all alive? You with me so far? Good. Great. And the whole multitude of the people, they were praying outside while he's inside offering his what? Incense. So that's the story here. That's what's happening. And then something else happens. Look at this right here. Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, appears to him. Well, now this is a little bit different. Okay. And there appeared unto Zacharias, while he's inside that temple doing his thing, an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Now this should get your attention. And when Zacharias saw him, say it with me, he was what? Troubled, good answer, and he what? What happened to him? Fear fell on him. 
I'd recommend the same thing for you, okay, if this happens to you. I don't expect it to be happening to you, but anyway. This was all about Jesus and what was going to happen here before long. So there's this angel, scares him half to death. It's understandable. And the angel said unto him, great first two words out of the angel's mouth, say them with me, because he is about to die. All right, he's scared to death. He says, the angel says, your prayer is heard, Zacharias. And your wife, Elizabeth, shall bear you a son. And you shall call his name what? What's his name? Now, you know what the most popular name, at least in the English-speaking world, is? Take a wild guess. Yeah, it's John. Do you know what had never hardly ever been heard of in that day? The name what? Isn't it funny how the influence of the Word of God, John the Baptist, I mean, his name now, that name, people name their kids that. It's crazy, isn't it? You'll see a little bit from this in a little bit. And you're going to have joy and gladness, Zacharias, angel speaking. And many shall rejoice at his birth. And he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. Now watch this. And he shall... Drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's what? Well, look at that. Wouldn't it be good if scientists were required to read the Bible? Wouldn't that be something? Now, politicians and scientists tell us all the time, Oh, no, we're believers, but you don't believe God's Word. What is a believer then? Come on, man. So... Your prayer is heard. Elizabeth's going to bear a son. You'll call his name John. He, you shall have joy and gladness. Many are going to rejoice at his birth. He shall be great in the sight of the Lord. Now listen, he ain't going to drink no wine, no intoxicating beverages. Okay? Not happening. And he's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost from where? The womb. Let's keep looking. Oh, a couple of statements from me. I'm just reading the Bible with you and just having a Bible study with you for a few minutes. But they're going to think he's drunk, so make sure he doesn't drink. Say that with me. They're going to think he's... So make sure he doesn't. Did you know the Bible tells us, church, that we're not to be drunk with wine? It's funny, though, but it doesn't stop there. It says, but rather be what? Filled with the what? Holy Spirit. And it's funny, alcohol is called spirits. Spirits. And so, that's just a good word for us as well. Yes or no, amen? Come on, what would you rather be filled, with that stuff in the bottle or with Him? Amen. He can give you life and He can give you a kick in your steps. Okay? Good stuff. My words, again, He'll be lit up all right, but He's going to be lit up with what? The Holy Ghost. John, John, John. That's our message today. We're talking about John the Baptist. Because of him, many are going to turn to the Lord. Look at verse 16. We're just walking through Luke 1. Many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. So he is an incredible guy, John the Baptist, but we ain't got him born yet. We've got to keep with the story. So John will go before Jesus in power. And Luke is prophesied by the angel. It tells us what's going to happen. He shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people, what? Say that last part. Prepared for the Lord. He's called the forerunner before Jesus. 
And that's exactly what his job was. So he'll go before the Lord Jesus in power, etc. Keep pushing me, buddy. You're doing great. So, but there's a common problem. It's a problem you and I have. It's a problem that we're going to see right now in the Scriptures. So here's an angel telling us telling what's going to happen to Zacharias. He's the, you know, snot scared out of him, which is normal. But he's listening. And it's, you know, the angel says you're going to have a, a son, which is nuts. You know? But what did uh, Zacharias do? Zacharias said to the angel, Whereby shall I know this? Say it with me. For I am an old man. Understatement right there. And my wife is what? There's that line again. I'm just saying. (laughs) But you know what? He didn't believe. He didn't believe. And guys, if it was you and me, we'd probably be in the same boat, wouldn't we? But you know what God's Word says, guys? In Hebrews, this is a great scripture. You ought to learn this, and you ought to really make it a big part of your life. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. That Him is God. For he that comes to God must do what? Believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And if you're listening to me today here or online, listen, or on the radio, listen. You're not going to have your sins washed away, and you're not going to be saved. You're not going to go to hell if you're a good person or if you say, I go to church. Guys, it all comes down to do you believe or not. Did you hear me or not? It all comes down to do you believe or not. Are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Well, He's one way. He is the way. All other ways are dead ends. It's all made up crap. Did you hear me or not? Well, you're very strong. Well, yeah, I am. That's the Word of God. It's crazy. Guys, you need to put your faith in Christ today. We're going to have communion today. The Bible says examine yourself. Why wouldn't you examine yourself today? Why leave lost today? Y'all hear me or not? Man, you need to have faith. You can't please God without faith. You can't die on the cross. He's not saying you go do that. It wouldn't do no good. But he says you've got to do this. You've got to what? Believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be what? Saved. So, just want to get that in as we're walking through here. So, Zacharias didn't believe. And look what happens. Disbelieving God does what? It displeases God. So what happened? What happened? The angel answering said unto him, I'm Gabriel. And here's my word. I put it in there. Fool. I stand in the presence of God. I've sat down here to speak this stuff to you and show you this. I think the angel is a little ticked off. That's my opinion. Behold, because of your unbelief, you shall be what? And you're not going to be able to speak. Can you imagine the greatest thing that ever happened to you and able to tell nobody? Guys, I think a lot of us, we need to really make sure that we're saved and that God is, Jesus Christ is our Savior and Lord. Because I honestly believe you'll open your mouth if He is. Did you hear me or not? If you're a child of God and don't talk about Jesus and you don't give Him credit in your life, you're dumb. In two ways. A, you're not bright. And number two, you're not speaking for Him. Did you all hear me or not? If that puts you down, I'm not trying to put you down. I'm trying to encourage you, man. 
We need to stand for the Lord, believe in the Lord, talk about the Lord, praise the Lord, give the Lord credit in our life, pray to the Lord, love the Lord. Amen. Come on, praise the Lord, man. Come on. What are we doing? As Rome burns, the church just sits here. But if we'll open up our mouth, if we'll live for the Lord, I'm telling you what, God will do great things through us. He will, man. And we want to make Inglewood the greatest part of America. We want, to, we want the Word to be out. We want to be on a bumper sticker, on a shirt on us. We, what's wrong with that? If I believe in something, I'm going to believe in it. Amen? And I want you to join me in that. But he said, you're going to be dumb, brother. How long? Until the day that these things are going to be performed. Because you did what? You believe not my what? My words. Which shall be fulfilled in their season. It's going to happen. And the people, they were waiting outside for Zechariah. And they marveled that he was in there so long. Wonder why he was in there so long. Did he and the angel have to talk so long? I ain't so sure about all that. I don't think he wanted to come outside. I think he was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And I think he had some struggles, man. But finally, anyway, when he did come out, he couldn't speak to them. They perceived that he had seen a what? A vision or a ghost in the temple. For he beckoned to them. And he remained speechless. Studying the Bible's fun, I think. Come on. God's promises are true, though. Say that with me. God's promises are. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth did what? Well, look at that. I could say a lot about that, but I'm going to keep going. There we go. Here we go. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months. That's an odd thing to me as well. I mean, here she is. But, man, she, I mean, you don't want to get out there when you're old as she is. And before you show in too much, run in your mouth too much. People are going to call you kooky. You understand? So she hid for a while. But she conceived. Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days, after those days, uh, Elizabeth conceived and hid herself for months. Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my what, Elizabeth says, my what? Reproach among men. Babies are precious. Children are precious. Yes or no, amen. I don't know where it came from in the last 50, 100 years. I guess children became a pain in the rear end. But children are precious. And uh, it just says a lot about our society when we can kill children and when they don't mean anything. Did you hear me or not? It's just horrible. It's terrible. And because back in the day, back in the day, her day, if you didn't have a child, it was a reproach not to have a child. God's not with you. God's not blessing you. And, and she was looked down on because she couldn't have a baby. We've really changed, haven't we, yes or no? 
Children are a heritage of the Lord, the Bible says. Our quiver should be full of them, the Bible says. You know the Bible says this? So, God works through families. And that's what's happening with this Christmas story. Let's keep going now. So now she's pregnant. Pretty good. She hid herself all these months. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city in Galilee named what? Now we're picking up the story of Mary and Joseph to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was who? Of the house of David, of the virgin's name was who? Was she a virgin? Was Elizabeth a virgin? So this is different, ain't it? The first one's a miracle. This one's crazy. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, Mary, you're highly favored of the Lord, and the Lord's with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was what? Just like Zacharias. Who doesn't get scared? An angel. Troubled at his saying, cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her similar words. What are they? Absolutely. Mary, because you found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name who? Now, the first one was called who? This one is who? Absolutely. He shall be great. He shall be called the Son of the Highest. Was John called that? No. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Did he say that about John? No. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Who was that said about? Jesus. Of his kingdom there shall be no end. Who's the king? Jesus. Then said Mary unto the angel. So there's this unbelief in her. Man, she's got good reason. Look at what she says. What? How can this be? I ain't even had sex with a man. It's hard to have a baby, ain't it? Yes or no? So just interesting stuff. I hope you're okay. The angel said, okay, okay. I'm not going to strike you dumb. Because it was a good question, wasn't it? Pretty good question right there. Well, the Holy Ghost is going to come on you. And the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. Therefore also that what? Holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And just to help her a little. Oh, and by the way, the angel says, you know your cousin? Maybe it was her fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't know what, the, what it was. Because she's a lot older than Mary. Your cousin Elizabeth, the one who's well stricken in years, is pregnant. If that just helps you a little to know that we can pull this off. And this is the sixth month with her who was called what? Barren. Am I boring you today with the Bible? This is Christmas, isn't it? Amen. You know one of the greatest scriptures in the Bible is this one right here on the heels of what we just read? Say that with me out loud. Boy, you need to say this. Come on, you need to memorize this. Say it with me. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Let's do it one more time. For with God, nothing shall be impossible.
God, yes, thank the Lord for that. That is good stuff, man. We got to believe like that. That's great. Well, we're pushing here. So Mary believed God, and Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. She didn't fight with the angel. She said, Be it unto me according to your word. The angel departed from her. Mary arose. Wonder where she's going. She's going to see Elizabeth. She arose. She went into the hill country with what? Haste. I'm going to see if this thing is the truth. And she went with haste into the city of Judah. She entered the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Keep going. Now look at that. Preborn John jumped for joy. What do you mean, Clark? Why you put that up there? Well, keep reading with me. It came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the conversation of Mary, say it with me. The babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Is John born yet? Six months. Let's just take a test right quick. How many can look at that image right there? And what would you say that image looks like? It looks like a... I mean, is that pretty... Is that, am I being honest? Looks like a baby. Go on, Raj. I'm looking, buddy. I already did that, didn't I? For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, say it with me. The babe leaped in my womb for, for joy. The babe leaped in my womb for joy. Now, he jumped because he was in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Little John jumped. Any, any of you ladies ever pregnant and had the baby move or jump a little bit or kick, we call it? Is that, does that ever happen? Is that a baby inside you when it kicks, or is it just a blob of tissue? Is that your baby, yes or no? The blob's kicking. People lie to us, and they expect us to stay stupid. It's horrible. Little, if we just read the Word of God, little John jumped. Say that with me. Little John jumped. Jump. Now, Raj, tell me how many weeks is this ultrasound on my right? 20 weeks. Is that, is that a baby? Yes or no? That's a baby. How long does the Supreme Court need to debate this? Viable. Hey, whether that, whether that baby can live right now or not, that's a baby. Yes or no, amen? I just want to hit that pretty hard. I think God wants me to hit that hard. This is in the Word of God. Can you imagine such a thing? It didn't have to be in the Word of God, but it is. He jumped because he had the kick of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son, just like the angel said. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. The same ones that probably talked about her like a dog. And now they're rejoicing with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him Zachariah. 
after the name of his father. I mean, honestly, if you're that old, it's your first kid, you can't much blame him for saying that. Amen? But his mother answered and said what? No. His name shall be called... And look at what the folks did. Look at it. They said to her, Are you smoking something? What are you doing? There ain't nobody named in your kindred just called that kind of name. What's wrong with you? And they made signs to his father. So they're going to overrule the mama. That he would, what, what you want him called? And he's like, hmm. Hmm. And he beckoned somehow for some kind of ta- tablet to write on. And he wrote, his name is John. And they all marveled. The whole family, they thought, was crazy. But guess what happened to Zachariah's mouth? His mouth was what? And immediately he said, hey! His tongue was loosed. And boy, did he ever praise the Lord. Amen. I mean, he had a boy. He had some mouth. He could talk again. I mean, this is great, ain't it? This is unbelievable. Wow, I'm wore out. Here we go. The great communicator. Let's read about John. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. Thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. To give knowledge of salvation unto His people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us. To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew. And he waxed strong in the spirit. And he was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. I mean, this is some guy, isn't he? Tell you what, John the Baptist, not done though quite, so don't, don't, don't quit on me yet. Lots been said about John the Baptist. It's funny how Islam, so-called, started in the 600s, 700s, whatever. They, they want to take claim to John. Okay? They teach that he was a prophet of Islam. Can we say just resoundingly, it's crazy, just he was not. They say that Muhammad met him as he ascended into the seventh heaven. Hey, John. Didn't happen. It's a lie. Won't you believe God's word? If that offends you that I call that a lie, sorry. Since when is calling a lie a lie offensive in this world? Y'all hear me or not? It's the word of God. Mormons teach that John appeared to the founder of Joseph Smith and ordained him a priest. I mean, it says you can find this just on Wikipedia. It's bull. What we told you today is the truth of who John is. And there's a lot about him, quite frankly. Let's meet John. Let's meet him. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Say it with me. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was his message. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And the same John had raiment of camel's hair. He wasn't going to win some dress contest. 
He had a leather girdle about his loins. His meat was locust and wild honey. Can you see it in my teeth? I mean, he was not somebody that you'd just want to have over for dinner, probably. He was a tough joker. Then, Then went out to him, Jerusalem, and all Judea. They came from all around to Jordan to see John, to hear his message. Say it with me. And they were what? Baptized. That's where he gets his name. It's not a denomination. He baptized them in the Jordan River as they were doing what? Confessing their sins. That was why he came. And when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, you generation of vipers. Is that pretty clear English? Okay. Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth fruits, meet for repentance. Repent, man. And think not to save yourselves. We have Abraham, our father. For I say unto you, God's able to take these rocks out here and raise them up as children of Abraham. He doesn't need you. He's a strong joker. And now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that brings forth not fruit is going to be cut out and cast into the fire. Was he a tough guy, yes or no? That's the way I see him. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But one's coming after me who is mightier than me, whose shoes, say it with me, I am not worthy to to bear. He shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and with fire. I guess my point is, I'm just, I'm almost done. He's a pretty good communicator, wasn't he? Pretty good communicator this guy was. What did Jesus say about him? As they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, what, 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 what went you out to see in the wilderness? A reed shaking in the wind? What went out for you to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? That ain't him. Hey, those that wear the soft clothes, they in the king's palace. Guess that's not what you found. What went you out to see? A prophet? Jesus said, Yea, I say unto you, say it with me, more than a prophet. Jesus loved John. He goes on to say, For this is he whom it's written, Behold, I'll send my messenger before your face. He shall prepare the way before you. I love this part right here. Say it with me. Verily I say unto you, Jesus speaking, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. That's what Jesus had to say about him. But then he says this right after that, notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him. Wow. I mean, what a great man John the Baptist is. But Jesus says, if you and I humble ourselves and we'll, we'll be obedient to him and we'll serve him, he says, that's greater than John the Baptist. Isn't that crazy? Almost done. John actually baptized Jesus. The next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and said this. Say it with me. Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man which is preferred before me. Now watch this. Because he was what? Who was born first, John or Jesus? John. 
But John, if we'd be, if scientists would do well to read this scripture too. But he says, you think I was born before him. He was what? He was before me. He's always been. I'm just a man. He's God. Do you see that truth right there? Then comes Jesus from Galilee to John to be, to be baptized of John. John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you. You come to me? And Jesus answering and said unto him, Do it now. For thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. So John did what? He did it. Almost done. You look like you're bobbing and weaving on me. And when Jesus was baptized, he went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. Say this part with me. And a low voice from heaven saying, Help me, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. I guess John's pretty important, isn't he? Y'all get catching my drift today? Christmas, communication, body language. I think this guy can help us. What John said about Jesus And I'm going to quit right here. I had quite a bit more, but we'll quit right here. You yourselves bear witness that I said, I'm not the Christ. I mean, they they thought he was the Messiah. I mean, here's this guy down in the wilderness and this crazy, the way he talks and what he's doing and his preaching and it's having such an impact. He said, I'm not the Christ. I'm the one that's been sent before him. And I love this scripture, and if you're not careful, you'll just read it and you'll miss it. He that has the bride is the bridegroom. Say that with me. He that has the is the bridegroom. I'm the friend of the bridegroom. I'm not Jesus. I'm the friend of the bridegroom. I love that. I just I just love that. I'm not him. No. The bride, you know, the bridegroom and the bride, that's, no, that's them. I, I'm not him. I'm his friend. Say that with me. I'm his. You'd be wise to listen to John today and be his friend. That's the best thing I can be. Amen. Gary's Jesus' friend. I like that. Well, that'll lift your head up a little bit, won't it? He that has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom which stands here and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, uh, this my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. And then one of the greatest scriptures you'll ever read in the Bible about living the Christian life, it came out of the mouth of John the Baptist. Y'all hear me? Y'all with me? If you're asleep, wake up real quick. Would you say that with me? He must increase, but I must... Ooh, let's do it again. He must increase, but I must... That's your Christmas present from me. That'll help your marriage. It'll help you be a better parent. It'll help you in your whole life. When you say, I want more of you, less of me, you're not the problem. I am. 
Let's thank the Lord for His Word. We're done. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good Word. I liked it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand on up. We have communion. Come on. But we're playing the Lions today, so who cares? I'm horrible. I'm horrible, ain't I? I hear you. I hear you. Well, if the Lions can beat anybody, it'll be us. Here we go. Come on. Stay with me, guys. The last couple of moments. Really important. Really important. Really important. Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, that I can preach here and I can be me and you can use me and my way I communicate to get the word across. And Lord, I pray the word found good ground today. I pray we didn't miss the incredible birth and miracle of John the Baptist. I pray it won't be a story just way back when, but we'll see how relevant it is today in our country. We'll see there's truth right in your word that we're disobeying. And we wonder why our country is in the shape that it is. Please, God, help us to believe you. Help us to learn from Zacharias today that it displeases you when we don't believe you. And we're dumb when we do such a thing. Lord, so thank you for your word. Thank you for what we heard today from John the Baptist. Lord, we're fixing to have communion. and He said, you're the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And we're going to go celebrate that because we've experienced it, Lord. We appreciate it. And Lord, I pray you'll drive that verse home in our heart that you, you, Jesus, must increase in my life and I must decrease. We appreciate it in Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed one last moment. Guys, we're fixing to walk out of here on that courtyard in front of three crosses. And we're going to have communion. And you're welcome. You don't have to be a member of this church. But guys, it's just, it's just not right for us to say we go out there and put a cracker in our mouth or some juice to our lips. Yet we don't believe who it represents. So today, I just want to spend that last moment in here. I just want you, the Bible says, examine yourself to see where you're at today before we have communion. Do you know the Lord today? If you died today, do you know you'd go to heaven? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone? Or are you trusting some preacher like me? You're trusting in some church. Are you trusting in your own good works? That all is zero. You must put your faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. So if today there's some question, some doubt, can we get that right today? I want to help you. I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you can talk to the Lord. Can we do that right now? It's the right thing to do, man. You don't have to leave here lost. You don't have to doubt another day, ever. Let's talk to Him. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, talk to Him. I know I'm a sinner. I know I've screwed up. I've done wrong. And I admit it, Lord. I admit it. I admit it. I ask for Your forgiveness. I can't save myself. Pastor Gary's a sinner like me. The church can't do it. 
Only you can do it. You died on the cross, Jesus. You rose from the dead. I believe in you. I don't understand it all, but I believe in you. I'm putting my faith in you. Not in Mary. Not in anybody else. In Jesus. Save me today, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed one last moment, how many would raise a hand and say, Pastor Gary, I said that. I'm here.